0: Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Della Mora, and whether you are on the road, you've fallen off the road, you need to get back on the road. I'm really glad that you're listening and watching today. Before I introduce my great friends and family to you, Pastor Richard and Brittany Della Mora from Love Always Ministries. I want to just ask you if you would take the time to share, to like, to comment, to write a review. All of that makes a difference. You, you, you really don't realize how that connects us to the rest of the world. And there's always someone that needs to hear what's about to be said. Mm. And you and I can play a part in doing that by sharing, mm. using that keyboard as a way to evangelize the world for Jesus. Mm. So let's get some hearts restored. Yep. Uh, today, Pastor Rich, Pastor Brittany, first of all, thank you for joining me. Yep, of being part on the um, podcast. Mm. Um, you guys have been very busy you've been doing a lot Uh, how long has Love Always Ministries been going?
1: for about a year a little over a year
0: tell us in a year what God from when you started to where you are today
1: you want to go with that one?
2: <laughs> so, I mean, we, we released our podcast and our book, A Call to Purity and Let's Talk Purity. Um, we've seen thousands of people getting set free from pornography. We've helped a few industry workers transition out of porn. Um, I was just talking to one today. We sent out a little Christmas card to her. Um, uh, what else have we done? We just did the Dr. Phil show to share our story. Um,
1: we did a plethora of different interviews. Yeah, different I mean interviews. Yeah, all Christian television shows or whatnot. So we did. So we've
2: reached. It. OK, let me tell you, I was sending out our our email, our update email. And I said, OK, we've reached two point over two point five million people with the gospel this year. Our goal for next year is five million. And then after I said that, we got asked to be on Dr. Phil. So we already surpassed next year's goal yeah. in a matter of like a week. Yeah from being on Dr. Phil. Because How many people
0: watch Dr. Phil?
2: 3.8 million. Yeah. So we've reached over 5 million people with the gospel mm. this year on all social media platforms, which is huge, yeah. like between social media, church platforms, all of the above. Yeah. Um, and we've only been, we've had our ministry for about a year and a half. So God is moving. It wow. is amazing.
0: And what is the primary message, mm. Richard, of Love Always Ministries? Yeah,
1: primary message is a message of purity. Um, and that's what we're about we are People who really want to help people to pursue purity. I think oftentimes in this world there is a, a a negative view of purity. There's this thing called purity culture, and really it's a shame-based culture. And from that, now people are saying, "Well, I don't want to live a life of purity. I don't even want to be involved in anything that has the word purity." Yeah. But never realizing that Jesus is the pure one. So yes. when we're pursuing purity, we're actually pursuing Jesus. So in our mm-hmm. ministry, our goal is a faith-based ministry, but what's big on our heart is going back to purity going back to holiness so we're really big on that
0: mm-hmm. so explain to someone right now who's watching yep. they're struggling with porn struggling in their relationships uh purity is a concept great concept to it they'll yeah. plot it uh-huh. but i can't practice it that's yeah. not for me
1: yeah i mean uh, so so So
0: like what do you say to someone like
1: that absolutely who
0: wants to practice it
1: mm-hmm.
0: but it's just
1: and, and that's where we have to just get understanding and a revelation that purity is not about perfection, purity is about progression. No one's perfect, the only perfect one is Jesus. Okay. So how do we walk out purity? Easy, by every day pursuing Jesus. The Bible teaches us in Psalm chapter 119, how can a young person stay pure? according to your word. So when we go and we get in God's presence, we get in the word, the word starts to transform us. And from there, it starts to change our desires. It starts to change our heart. It starts to renew our mind. Then from there, we start to realize that we no longer lust for the things of this world. And that's why I think it's so imperative if we just have a healthy view of purity. Because sometimes when people see that word purity, it's like, I can't get that. That's that's way too high of a goal. That's way... Not necessarily. So,
0: so when you talk purity, you're talking about the process of holiness.
1: Yep. Process of purification. The process yep. of sanctification. Sanctification, yep.
0: Okay. There's a there's a verse in the Bible in Job chapter 31, verse 1. I have made a covenant with my eyes. Why then should I look upon a young woman? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One translation says, I made a covenant with my eyes that I should not lust. Lust,
1: yeah.
0: Okay. We live in a culture today, in yeah. a world today, where you're on the phone
1: yeah
0: people are spending hours a day on the phone and being bombarded Absolutely. by images and sex sells mm-hmm. and lust is love yeah. so how do you help someone yeah. how do you help a generation of people make a covenant with their eyes yeah. to not look lustfully upon another person yeah because we're in a culture that sells lust.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, for one practical thing I would say is number one, create a boundary. Okay. The reality is you'll always cross a line when a line isn't drawn. So what does that look like practically? Social media, right? L- look at the people that you're following. Okay. Like, we need to learn to unfollow some people, even if there's friends out there. I had to follow some friends of mine because they were posting things that weren't going to allow me to... Live up here lifestyle. It's going to affect my eyes. So what did I do? I made a boundary. Um, I think so that's, a
0: covenant is a boundary.
1: Absolutely. It's a contract. It's a promise. It's an agreement with God. So whatever is going to break that, set a boundary up, right? I love what the Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes. It says that when you demolish an old wall, a snake will bite you. The reality is, is that in this world today, there's going to be so many people who want, want to demolish old walls. Or we guess what we would say is demolish boundaries. So what does that look like? Well, the first thing we talked about is the people you're following. Yeah. Um, when it comes to social media, hey, maybe you need a fast Instagram. We have a good friend of ours named Pastor Vlad. He had a fast social media for a whole year. He couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. God just told him, nope, sorry. He literally had a fast that for a whole year. Why? Because he was tempted. Every time he went on, it was just a huge temptation for him. Hey, maybe you need to get porn blockers. Maybe that might be a thing. Maybe you're battling mm. with pornography and you need to go and you need to block those websites. Yeah. So what do you do practically? Get a porn blocker. Mm. Brittany,
0: you are now teaching people not to view the thing that at one time you were feeding them.
2: Mm. Yeah. Isn't that ironic? Yeah. <laughs>
0: no. I think Crazy. It's, it's so God. Yeah, it's no, God. so gone right there. It's gone. So you were once in the industry mm-hmm. and pretty far up in the ranks yeah. Yeah. and now you're helping people get out of that industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you say? What were the dangers? What are the real life dangers mm. of being in porn? Not only serving the industry, but what did you see? How did it affect people? Did you ever see how it affected people? Yeah. I mean, do porn stars really realize how much it's hurting other people how many do porn stars realize what they're creating and how it's hurting the people that are viewing it?
2: Well, I think it's such a narcissistic industry that you don't realize how it's affecting other people. I remember being in the industry thinking, I am helping marriages. I am teaching them how to have a better sex life. Like all of these things that I actually believed in many performers do. Was that told to you or is that
0: something that just you fed yourself?
2: I think you just kind of, I fed it to myself, Mm -hmm. um, definitely. And now that I look back, though, I can see how unhealthy it was for other people because I would go to porn conventions and sign autographs for fans and, I mean, I've had many proposals, people asking me to marry them because it's a one-sided relationship. And this is what porn does. You start to, uh, settle for imagery thinking that it's actually intimacy, but it's not intimacy. It's one-sided. So these men are, you know, doing their business to me. And now they think that they've actually had intercourse with me because it releases that same euphoric dopamine effect. Right. And so yeah. it's not helping anybody. It's teaching people that they can have a false sense of intimacy in isolation. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, and I've seen it tear apart marriages. I have Mm. seen porn destroy uh, many people going through divorces. They can't have healthy relationships with their wives. I've seen and heard of people that go into um, uh, porn stores so that they can, you know, do some very disgraceful acts um, because they have like movie theaters and porn stores without their wives finding out because it doesn't, you know, it won't show up on their history, you know? Mm. Um I mean I've seen since being in ministry like people that never thought that they would go down the path of bestiality yeah, or um yeah. pedophilia yeah, yeah. and they started going down a very dark path mm-hmm. because porn is a gateway. Yeah. It will only fulfill you for so long. It's just like when I used to I think you can relate, you've done coke. One line, that first line, that's the first right. time you do it is it's like the whoa. Most
0: of your existence with coke is You're
2: trying to, to chase that. Yeah. <laughs> that
0: first time.
2: Yeah, and that's what's the, what porn is like. It's mm. like that, those morally acceptable husband and wife scenes aren't going to fill you forever. Yeah. You go deeper and darker into, into porn until you get to this place where you go, wow, man, wow. I'm watching some pretty dark things right now. Like yeah. how did I get here? God.
0: So now you're watching people get set free. Mm. Yeah. Richard, you're watching people get set free. Yep. I understand why purity is important to you
2: Yeah,
0: because it's out of our pain we find our purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, Richard, why is purity important to you? Yeah. Um, I, we. It's obvious why it's to her, yeah. but why is the message of purity important to you?
1: Yeah. Well, you know the Bible says in Matthew five eight that blessed are the uh, blessed are those in the pure in heart for they shall see God. I think having a pure heart because the word purity in itself means freedom from contamination, and what's dear on my heart is to make sure that we're living a life that's not contaminated. Yeah, but
0: but, but I understand that.
1: Yeah. But
0: I want to know. From, from where in the brokenness of your past yeah. did the power of this message on purity yeah. come so strong out of you?
1: Yeah, I think because... Because
0: isn't that true? We minister most out of our brokenness.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Know? Well, I think for me, just in general growing up, I was taught very big on character and integrity. And I believe that we live in a generation here today that we are big on gift, but we lose sight of character and integrity. Without purity, there is no character and integrity. So everywhere we look and everywhere we go, we're all about posting Instagram, posting fame, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. We post our likes and, and we look at our social engagement how and how well we're doing. But none of that translates to the purity of your heart. And that's the main thing that God is looking at. He's looking at our hearts. So
0: when you grew up, where where did you discover, and I'm trying to get this from you because mm. it's powerful, yeah. right? like you guys are a great looking couple, yep. and you guys are great looking, you have a great family,
1: mm.
0: and you're about purity. Yep. So where did you find the passion, where did your passion for purity, to preach on purity come from?
1: I just think from what I've seen, you know, I've seen what happens when someone has an impure heart where they're bitter and harming on, on unforgiveness. I've seen what lust did. You know, I, we grew okay. up in a church in Cornerstone Church in Santa Barbara. I've seen it demolish families, one of my closest friends' family. I've seen what it does and how it affects family. And that to me breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see what lust and sin would do and how if it comes in in that open door, just giving a little crack, how it affects everything. And for me, that's where I want to do our very best to show people and tell people the importance of walking and living a pure life because it dramatically will change everything.
0: It will because I know the pain of, Sexual immorality. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I know what it did to my family. Yep. Mm-hmm. I know what it did to my marriage. Yep. I know what it did to my ministry. Yeah. I don't want people to have to experience that pain. Yeah. Because the lie is real.
1: Absolutely. And
0: so that's what I'm trying to get from you yeah. guys. Yeah. Because it's easy when people are watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these are all pastors. Yeah. Their lives are amazing. Yeah. But when you start realizing that that it really does break you. Yeah. When you go down that road. Yeah. But only yeah. Jesus can restore Absolutely. you when you turn to him in that yeah. road. Yeah. Because some of you that are watching, there are people yeah. that are watching right now thinking, well, yeah, but I'm still in it right yeah. now. Yeah. And so, what would you say to someone right now, yeah. Rich, that is battling in it, that is saying, Hold it, I want to get free.
1: Yeah, well, God's going to meet you right where you're at. You know, the Bible says in Romans 8, one that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. The reason why I say that is because the enemy's so good to put shame and condemnation right at you. Yeah. I'll look at you trying to open up. Come on, you know you're going to go back to it, right? But the first thing is, is that, God goes and really, he wraps his arms around you and he tells you how much he loves you and it starts right there. And it's a general process, right? And that's where restoration starts. And it's you admitting and yielding to the spirit and saying, God. I, I need help. Yes. And like any good father, God starts to intervene and he comes in. The reason why I'm saying it like that is because if we over if we look at the fact of man, I have to do X, Y, and Z, this is so much, it's overbearing. Yeah. Okay. But the reality is is that we cannot defeat lust on our own. We can't defeat anything on our own. That's where we tap in and we tag in with Jesus. That's
0: right. Brittany, tell us about a woman's struggle with mm-hmm. sexual immorality. Mm-hmm. Because obviously guys they struggle with it yeah Yeah. it's almost and i hate to say this expected of a guy to struggle with sexuality sexual identity sexuality so our culture is almost like well duh but the statistics tell us Mm -hmm. that there is a rise in pornography among women
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah there definitely is um for women like for a woman to fall into something like sexual morality what i've seen is um oftentimes there's like a dark dark past something happened mm. to them whether it was molestation or a boyfriend pressured them to watch um and then there's just this vicious culture of feminism arising you know where it's hey you know let's take back control because men it was always cool for men to say that they've slept around well let's let's take it back it's yeah. cool for women to sleep around you can be half naked and and you're sexy and embrace all mm. of that so it, there's different realms of where it's coming from um and i think it is a lot about taking back the control right yeah. like like it's the very reason when I worked in the strip club, I was broken by men. So I wanted to take back the control wow. and now I'm the one in control and you're wow. paying me. So um, there's that feminism culture, but then also the brokenness um, that, that women become slaves to porn because of what they've experienced in their in their history.
0: So good. And when a woman gets there, mm-hmm. does she know she's there?
2: Does she know that she's addicted? sexually? Oh, addicted? Yeah, I mean, I have so many women reaching out like, "Help me! I yeah. just can't stop. I've tried everything. I don't know what to do." Mm-hmm. Um, and and
0: so, what's the first step you tell them?
2: So the first step is, how's your relationship with God? Everything mm-hmm. flows from everything yes. that you do flows from that, right? Like you can't leave the presence of a pure and holy God and then want to go watch porn, That's you know, true. like. A relationship with Jesus is what set me free from everything. So that's always the first. And then, you know, my husband was talking about setting up boundaries. Like you you got to make sure that you have accountability and you have to have boundaries. Mm. But it's really getting to that place of healing and understanding why you're watching porn Mm. and getting to the root so that you can heal the the fruit.
0: Yeah, because um, I heard this and I think it's true that Jesus died for sin, Mm. not for what you want to call it. So, for instance, people can say, "Well, I'm struggling with um, an emotional issue." Mm. Uh, well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm well. I'm struggling right now with a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Mm. You know, that's a, a, a drug addiction. Yeah. Okay, I'm struggling right now with an emotional setback. Yeah. No, you're struggling with depression, mm. and your the depression is leading you to commit sin. Yeah. Mm. So until we identify things as sin, yeah. for what they are, yeah. 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 You know, I heard this person say, Jesus died for sin, not for what you want to call it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as long as we're calling something yeah. what we want to call it mm-hmm. instead of what it is, then we'll always give ourselves permission to live in darkness, yeah. Yeah. in obscurity. Yeah. So light is what sets us free. Yeah. And in the and then the in the purity of light, there is freedom. Yeah, absolutely. And as long as we're calling it something that it's not. We're always empowering darkness. Absolutely. So, Richard, I want you to really help a father or a mother yeah. who has a student
1: yeah.
0: struggling with porn. Yeah, because that happens.
1: Yeah, yeah. Recently, we were talking to um, someone who was battling that um, in Australia, a big mega church, and they needed help. And one of the things that I was telling the mother that. We can go big and say, you're wrong, you're bad, blah, 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 right? And why are you doing all this? But there's always one question that I always ask just to throw off the mom and the son, or whoever's battling it. This is the big question. What's your vision? What's your vision? Here's the reason why I say this. How is it that these high school students won't touch drugs, won't go to party, because all they want to do is be a football star, a basketball star? You know why? Vision. Vision, because vision will help you through temptation. Okay. And I asked the, the, the um, her son, I was like, so what's your vision? And he's like, well, one day I want to, you know, be this. And one day I like, you know, oh, here's. Jasmine this too. He's like, one oh, day I want to be a rapper, too. I was like, really? I was like, spit me some bars, yo. And, um, <laughs> and But he, I like what you're saying. I'm going to so, tell you because Proverbs
0: 29 and 18.
1: Yep, without true. a vision, people cast off restraint. Yeah. Yep. They take the brakes off. Yep, yeah, they take the brakes off and they perish, right? So, I bring up vision. You have because, a vision problem. You have a vision mm-hmm. problem. Mm-hmm. When you have a vision problem, everything becomes a problem yeah. because our decisions reflect our vision. Yes. Without a vision... Temptation and decisions, it's really easy to go back into temptation. So a
0: vision is something bigger than what you're presently experiencing. Absolutely. So a vision pulls you up. Yep. A vision causes you to see bigger. Absolutely. To delay gratification because you're focused on something bigger.
1: Absolutely. I think about how Jesus operates, how God operates. Look at him when he talks to Abram. First thing he says, look at the stars, this descendants. What is he doing? He's giving him Vision. Then from there, he's telling him what he needs to do. I love how he works. He could have easily been like, bro, so here's what's going to happen with your life. You're going to meet this chick and da, da, and then this is going to happen in an old age. No, no, no. Let's start with vision first, man of God. Yeah. Let's start with vision. I think we mess up and we do things backwards.
0: So do you, So we're going to help parents help their children get a vision.
1: Get a vision and make it big. What do you want to do with your life?
0: And that helps them decide for a preferred future Absolutely. other than sticking or staying stuck in this isolation of porn.
1: Absolutely because when we go vision then we think about okay so what made like I asked the kid what made you watch watch porn? It was because of my friends. Hey so what do your friends want to do with their life? Good question. Uh, Nothing really. And like now let me ask you the bigger question. Do your friends reflect where you're trying to go? No not really. So maybe we need to get you a new set of friends. Yeah. And then from there, I start inspiring. Got it. And then, then I ask them the third question. So why do you watch porn? Well, I'm bored. Cool. But if you had a vision, you wouldn't be bored. Because boredom will eventually lead to bondage. Yes. So goes back to vision. That's why I think it's so crucial, especially as parents. We get to the vision because if we don't do that, then from there we start... You know, going back to behavior modification, what you're doing and what you're not doing, and it really brings no change. Behavior modification does not bring restoration. Thomas. You want some good restoration? Give somebody a vision. Yes. You, you, you want to kill a man? Kill his vision. You want to kill a woman? Kill their vision. So yes. I think it's so important that we hold on to our vision tightly.
0: I'm it's loving good. this, Brittany. It's so good. Do you see that uh, in a woman's life as well, or is that just for men?
2: No, I think it's definitely um, applicable for women as well. Like when I I first started going to church, I remember reading the Bible and just feeling like, you know what, I want to be a pastor. Mm -hmm. I want to preach the gospel. And so I started showing up to church dressing differently than I used to. I threw away all my old, Mm -hmm. you know, hoochie mama clothes. And I went to Ross and bought myself some nice blazers and started dressing (laughs) the part because I started to become who I wanted to be. And I knew that things like, Thinking lustfully in church, I had to cast those thoughts down. I had to look the other way when I would get tempted until my mind was submitted to Christ. Mm. And so it was a process, but the vision definitely, like it was like gar- godly sorrow that led to repentance. Yes. Then God gave me a vision, and then it was like, okay, now let's go with this. Yes. God.
0: so good. Because I think that you've really nailed a point that mm-hmm. most people don't talk about, is the power of vision. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. because. What you see when your eyes are closed is more important than what you see when your eyes are open. Because what you see on the inside, you will eventually manifest on the outside. Well, everyone that's listening to this podcast, I trust that you will take the time, Mm. first of all, to follow Pastor Rich and Pastor Brittany on social media, lovealwaysministries.com, support financially, spiritually, what they're doing. But also, I want to encourage you to like, to share this podcast with three people that you know. And take the time to say, I'm going to write something in comments so that people can know this is what I like about this. And write a review. Yeah. All of that makes a difference. Yeah, it does, right? Absolutely. On podcasting. Yes, it does. Because it takes it beyond this conversation and puts it in people's inboxes for them to be able to listen. Come so, up. Pastor Rich, Pastor Britt, thank you, thank you. For joining me on the Road to Restoration. And thank you for taking the time to watch this and to share it. God bless you.